0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the True You podcast. I'm Ruby Marsh. I'm your host and I'm glad to be here with you today. I'm sneaking in recording this intro. We're actually up the coast a few hours enjoying a few days away, some sunshine. We're very close to the ocean. It's so beautiful up here. And as I was thinking about recording this intro... Normally these intros are pretty short, they're a few few minutes, I give you a little update and then we roll straight into it and I thought today, you know what, I'm actually going to give you a short and sweet dive into my backstory and when I say short and sweet, it's going to be less than a few minutes. But I did realize that after 156 episodes, and we're now in 2023, and this podcast started in 2019, that some of you may have been on the journey the whole way, and you've been here since the beginning, which I love you, bless you, thank you, or you're new to the podcast, and you've only just happened to find it in the last few weeks, months, and you've dove straight in and you're learning and you're growing and so thank you. Welcome. Welcome to the True To You podcast community. I'm glad to have you as an audience member, as a listener. So a little bit of context. This podcast started, as I said, in 2019, mid-2019. What a great year that was. We had moved cities to a smaller town, and I was working with a coach at the time, and I said to her during a conversation, "I was, I said, oh, I think I might start a podcast." And you know, we say these things sometimes, serious but not serious. But a part of me thought, oh, I really just want something in my marketing. I want an aspect of my marketing to be really fun I want to do something that I enjoy that I not that I wasn't enjoying marketing but we don't love every aspect of marketing some of us are writers some of us are speakers some of us love the visual aspect of content creation some of us just want to sell and some of us just want to do our work right and <laughs> so marketing is like oh, the the least enjoyable thing for us but I enjoy marketing. I really enjoy it. I've learned so much over the last few years. It's it's often unbelievable what you start out knowing and we end up four or five years later with this time in business and, and you know, having to, to learn a lot of these tools and tactics and strategies from the ground up. And so I said to her, "Okay, I think I'm going to start a podcast." And then literally 2 weeks later, she was kind of dumbfounded. She was like, "What? You've launched?" And I had done everything. I think I even within a couple of weeks had recorded four episodes or something. It was it was crazy. And I love when I see clients doing the same thing where they just pull the trigger on a project it might be a project it might not be something that's ongoing but they pull the trigger on a project and they really just go head first into it and have fun and there's no looking back and that's exactly how I was with the podcast so at that time I was coaching women one-to-one I was doing this part-time and then I had another job as well and this was my love I loved helping women in their small businesses, I had gone from helping women make career transitions to then getting a lot more small small business owners, creatives coming to me and saying, hey, can you help me with my marketing, with my messaging, with my positioning? Can you help me with some of this back end stuff? I just want to get more confident in the marketing and I want to get more confident in putting myself out there. And there was some real blocks around like being visible and doing things in their pro, in their business, projects in their business or shifting their business in a way that was going to be more aligned with who they are, more true to who they were, hence the name true to you. That's That's the goal. And so I was doing that work, started the podcast and then about a year and a half later towards the end of 2020, meanwhile all of the stuff that was going on in the world My husband and I looked looked at each other one day and we said, this is crazy. He was also coaching business owners and we thought, you know what, we've got a lot of great skills between us. We've got some strengths individually that if we brought them together could create something really powerful. So over about a six month period, we built out a new coaching program, which was a group coaching program with one-to-one called Creator Club, and is a membership, and that's been going now since May of 2021, so probably about, what's that, almost two and a half years, not quite, but can I just say, it's been the most crazy wild couple of years coming out of that pandemic time, and then now where we find ourselves in this really intense digital time where everything's become very focused on future and technology and it always was but I feel like this conversation's really accelerated and these new things are popping up all over the place the biggest thing obviously in the last few months or last probably year really has been the emergence of the AI technology and what that means for small businesses what it means for creatives and on the other side of that what it also means in terms of the future yes everything's becoming digitized there's a big focus on technology on streamlining outsourcing how can we be more efficient how can we be more productive You know, AI is generating a lot of stuff in the creative space now. And we started to realize that whilst this was something that was really powerful and really helpful, we started to notice that things were coming undone for a lot of businesses, that what worked five years ago or 10 years ago to grow their business wasn't working anymore that a lot of industries suddenly had business owners in hybrid models. They were working online and they had offline as well. So they had an online component offline or they'd shifted from offline, so working in person pre-COVID to working online. And so whole industries were shifting and changing in the way that they did business. And they were also... and a lot of industries becoming crowded and it was like okay how are we going to help these business owners stand out but most importantly when industries are crowded and when they're busy and people have a lot of options who can they trust and we started to realize that after 2020 with everything that went on over the past few years, politically, with health, trust was a really powerful commodity. If you could gain the trust of your audience, of your people, and do it in a way that was, dare I say, an integrity, authentic, meaningful, you were going to win. You were going to win. And it was no longer... A game of attention it was a game of trust okay so we started to realize this over the last six months like there's a lot of shifts happening we could see things that were working for us years ago not working now same for our clients and so we really started to ask some questions you know what's going on what's happened where is the future with this? Where's the future for marketing? And where's the future for small businesses who want to exist and thrive and continue to grow? And we knew that a big part of this was being able to create trust. And what was one of the things, what was the one of the key things that we could see that created trust between you and your audience, between you and your clients? And that was to have a really strong, overarching business story to be able to not only tap into your personal story, your backstory, and have a lot of truth in that, but there be truth in the mission of the business that the fact that so many people were able to just go online with a click of a fingers and there was no longer that barrier to entry meant that we didn't really know who were the good businesses and who was legit and who could we trust. And so all of these questions were coming up and a lot of businesses businesses were facing these questions. And so we could see that one of the key ways that they could regain trust or be able to deepen the trust that they already had was through this story element. So now this is where Creator Club is moving towards. One of the first shifts we've made is we've actually rebranded and renamed the podcast that we had for Creator Club. So that is now called Story Driven and you'll start to see a few shifts if you follow Creator Club, if you want one-to-one coaching in the future. As in, we'll be opening up places to work with us in the next month. We're currently closed, but with this shift and move towards helping you become a story-driven business that is rooted in a really strong mission and gives you an overarching story that drives your success, your marketing, your sales, your decision-making, so you can really thrive in this new economy that we find ourselves in. Okay, so there's a little context backstory. I've gone a little longer than I wanted to, but I also wanted to share with you where I'm going with coaching, where we're going with Creator Club. And if you're interested, like I said, drop into the show notes and check out some of the links that we've got in there. And the next week we will be Relaunching the Creator Club website so you'll get a feeling for some of this new direction that we're taking the business in and where we can really powerfully help you in your business moving forward. So, with that said, let's dive into episode 156. And I think that was a perfect segue because this episode is all about trust. Why trust is your most valuable currency in the digital age. I hope you enjoy this one. And as always, if you love the Trudy podcast, if you find these episodes really helpful, share it, share it on your Instagram stories, share it wherever you hang out socially. Or Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on your app of choice. All right, let's get into it. This is episode 156 of the True To You podcast. If this skirt doesn't make you feel good, or wearing this color, it's a very regal color, then I don't know what's going to make you feel good. The reason I wanted to talk about this, this question of more trust versus more attention is because I think there's a shift happening. I think there's a real shift happening in in marketing that we've noticed in the last couple of years. So just to rewind, if we go back the last five to 10 years, the explosion of social media, a lot of people going online, a lot of people wanting to bring their business online or having that option or having ways to do a hybrid model, a little bit of online, a little bit of offline. What that's meant is there's a, a lot of people in markets that didn't used to be particularly saturated. And I can think of a lot of markets where people might've mostly worked in person and now suddenly there's in person and there's online options for your dream client. There's, a lot of options out there and how do they choose? How do they know which one to pick? And so for the business owner, knowing that the market is getting crowded, a lot of the marketing advice that we had been given previously, there's probably names that come to mind in terms of marketers that have talked about this thing called the attention economy. The focus has really been on how do we get more eyeballs on our stuff? How do we get more followers? How do we get more attention? Now, attention can be a number of things. It can be followers. It can be likes or engagement on stuff. It can be reach. There's all of these metrics that we use or have used over the past few years in order to define the amount of attention that we're getting the fact that social media has become such a normal way for us to market our business, we've also got to remember that these social media apps are geared towards creating more attention. So they're trying to get more of our attention. So the very thing that we are trying to get as a business owner is also being built into these platforms as a strategy. So for a lot of us, and I'm not sure if you agree with me, but it can become can become this cycle of the, the phone stealing your attention or the app stealing your attention. And then you're also trying to get attention and it can be really confusing. I think with all of that in mind, what you've got to realize is in the last few years, that's definitely been the message that we've been told or led to believe that that needs to be our marketing goal is to get more attention at all costs it's meant we've spread our energy thin a lot of us have tried to be on all of the platforms at once and what can happen is without a really good strategy we spread ourselves thin we're really powerful on one platform and then we've got these other platforms that we're on and we're not so powerful on those or we're barely showing up, we're very inconsistent and we definitely find this. There'll be platforms that people prioritize and then maybe their email marketing. I say email marketing and I'm smiling because this is one of our focuses in Creator Club is to get you emailing regularly. It's a really powerful strategy. Oftentimes what happens is when we're so focused on one thing, the rest of the platforms get a bit diluted or get a little bit left behind. But as you know, some some things happened in the last few years. Some things happened globally. There's been a big shift in a lot of markets to move online. For a lot of the business owners we started working with in 2021, they were forced to go online. If it was for a period or indefinitely that had to, it had to be something they needed to do. and what happened as a result is we got all of these businesses suddenly doing hybrid or online and so there was a lot of choice. But at the same time we also know that what was going on globally, politically, all of these things that were happening were also having us question our values, have us question how we want to live, how us question, have us question what matters to us. Have us even question what the people, the good people up there were telling us that we needed to do. Was that actually the right thing to do? It caused a lot of chaos and confusion. And when there's a lot of chaos and confusion, it's very hard to know who to trust. And if you've got a lot of these business owners that are simply showing up with the goal to get attention, after a while, that doesn't work. (laughs) Because what's happened has, has left us feeling like, well, you know, can I really trust this person? Is what they're saying really stacking up? You know, there's a lot that's also telling me that this is maybe not in line with my values or I need to dig a little bit deeper. And so we're in this position now where we're actually starting to shift from what we believe was a real focus on attention, an attention economy. Gary V. he called it for several years, that was the marketing goal, be everywhere, create 60 pieces of content a day or something crazy. And most of us couldn't keep up. We couldn't keep up, we're spread thin, we're burnt out and our energy is all over the place. And so now, because of what's happened, we've also woken up to the fact that, well, what's actually important is not whether this person is in my face 24 seven and giving me these messages and trying to deliver a whole lot of value that maybe I don't really need all of that, but actually, can I trust this person? Can I trust this person to help me go where I want to go in my life? I've realized what I value. I've realized what my goals are. I've realized what I want. I've really woken up to that over the last few years. And now that's really important to me and I'm looking for business owners that are going to support me on my journey, wherever that, wherever that means, you know, whatever that looks like for me. And everybody's different. So if we're moving into this trust economy and business owners are faced with this opportunity, This does not mean that you just throw away social media and you stop trying to do any of that. What it simply means is that you shift away from attention being your sole focus, lots of eyeballs on your stuff, to how can I find my thousand true friends who are my thousand true fans, to quote Kevin Kelly, because they trust me. They know me, they like me, but most importantly, they trust me, okay? So how do we do that? I feel like this, for a lot of business owners, is like a recalibration. We actually know this stuff deep down. We actually know deep in our hearts that this is the way we are supposed to be doing our marketing with a primary focus on building trust with our audience and not building trust with. Thousands of people that we don't know, but finding a few people that know, like, and trust us. That's that little phrase alone. You've probably heard that, you know, hundreds of times. Everybody talks about it in marketing, but I don't think they actually break down the know, like, and trust. The know and the like, that's been the priority. Now we're realizing okay, actually, the big focus needs to be on trust. So I wanted to share with you, if you're interested, if you're keen, let's let's have a bit of a chat about some ways that we can build trust. You'll know a lot of these things. You'll know this deep down in your heart. This will be true to who you are as a person, your values, and how you really wanna do business. It's just that we've been I guess, captivated by some of these ideas around marketing and and all of these new features that come on the apps and this constant pressure and feeling like I have to do it that way or they're telling me that if I don't do this, then I'm not gonna get the the reach and all of that and it's, it's like quite overwhelming. But as I said, you know this, you know this stuff and you know this deep down, you know this is what really works because it's probably actually what you were doing right in the beginning of your business. It's just that as we grow, sometimes we get more complex with our marketing, and we need to return to some of these really simple principles around building trust. So here we go. Here's I've got four things down here, and if you follow us over at creatorclub.link, that's where I do... All of my coaching work you'll notice that this is a thread that's coming through a lot of our content we're going to be talking about this because we really believe that this is where the juice is this is where the really good stuff is and there's very practical things that are pretty easy for you to implement if you take the time and you're thoughtful with it and you do it well and your quality which I know a lot of the business owners in this community, that is their focus. Now, I'm not going to talk specifically about how you deploy these in your marketing, what they're going to look like. So the first one, as I said, is success stories. And just to give you a bit of context around this, I... Definitely thought that my main priority with any testimonial or with anything that was feedback from a client or feedback from um, someone that I had worked with or someone that had gotten value from something I had created that the focus was on how how good I was. <laughs> right for a long time i thought in my head okay it's about me and it's about how good i am and how good i am at delivering my service while that's important people need to know that you deliver a quality service that you are an integrity that you're great to deal with all of those things but most people want to know that what you've created whether it be a product or a service is actually going to alleviate a concern for them that's stopping them from going where they want to go on their journey, right? And these can be things that we don't even think about. So what's great about approaching it as a success story is we get to see the journey that your client's been on. We get to really understand get inside their head and, and connect with how they were feeling before they worked with you and now how they're feeling after and what were some of the obstacles and what were some of the things that they were facing that they saw as a roadblock or a barrier for them to be successful. Now some of these things, like I said, can be really small things that we don't even think about. But you can instantly see how, when I talk about it like that, how it shifts the testimonial away from being mostly about you to the client and what success they've had as a result of your service. And it's really cool because what happens is when someone reads that, they see themselves in that person's journey. They're inspired, they're lit up by it, and they go, okay, if that person can get through that and get that result, then I know that working with Ruby or working with Mary or working with Bob is the choice for me I've, I trust them and a lot of this is actually going to come from your client and putting it in their words most importantly so success stories is one way to build trust because when people feel like they can see themselves and in, in the stories of your clients they're going to trust you with their own journey You'll know this, if you've ever been through some big things in your life, big things where you've had to make decisions, it's really important to find people on your journey that you trust. But it's also really important that if your community is like most people becoming more in tune with their values and their beliefs and what matters to them, they wanna know that the service provider also is, is on the same page with them, right, on that stuff. And so these success stories start to highlight some of those things and and start to address some of those things. For some of us, we need a lot of credentials or a lot of study, and that's a given, right? In order to deliver your service, you're going to need to meet certain requirements I'm talking about showing your experience and this links in really nicely to success stories because experience is really saying, has this person either been through this journey themselves? Have they experienced what I'm currently experiencing? They've helped a lot of people get to where I want to go as well. They've got that same result. They have created a solution, not just out of their back pocket, They've actually gone, you know what? I see an opportunity in the market. You need to be able to speak to that experience. People will see through your content. People will see through your marketing if it's not rooted in experience, if it's not rooted in stories of other people's success. There's a lot of ways that we can show our experience. We can also demonstrate it. The other thing I would say on this is that it's really important in a lot of industries where you are creating new frameworks where you're creating new ways of helping people that might be a little bit different to what's gone before but it's really important that you actually point to your lineage i would use lineage because i am a yogi and that's how we speak about it in in the yogi world is we have this lineage we have these teachers that have come before us and sometimes those teachers have been taught by other teachers and other teachers and it goes up the chain. In Kundalini Yoga we call this the golden chain of teachers. That's where basically you can trace right back to the original person that uh, started that style of yoga or at least that you know taught your teacher, that taught their teacher type of thing. Pointing to your heroes, pointing to your sources, pointing to the people whose Concepts and ideas like there's nothing new in the world We're we're past the information age all of the information's out there There's nothing really new unless you're at the cutting edge of something, but probably not So it's really important for you to point to people that have been inspiration that you draw from in order to create the framework that you use to help people Okay, that's, that's really important. Something Yogi Bhajan used to say was that the people that are really going to excel in the technological age are those that can take the ideas that are already there, that we already know about, that we can access. We have an abundance of them, but what we don't have is an abundance of creative people putting those ideas into new and interesting Frameworks into new and interesting programs, into new and interesting ways of teaching these ideas. And so, when you take that, when you realize that, you go, Okay, so my job is really to be creative, to take these ideas and to uh, offer them to the people I want to help in new and interesting ways. Okay, the third thing that I think is really cool and opens up a lot of doors to create trust is when we present to other people's audiences, guesting on a podcast, speaking in front of a live audience, doing some sort of collab with someone, a joint venture that could actually be a a bigger project or it could be a workshop or it could be an online webinar or something like that. But as soon as you start to be recognized by other people's audiences, that's one really key way to build trust especially if that person that you are collaborating with or that audience that you're speaking in front of is also aligned with your people, that's going to amplify the trust. It's also going to expose you to those people. So yeah, back to the attention thing, great for attention. And and I would absolutely say go and do those things in order to expose yourself to more people. But at the end of the day, what's doing is this is creating trust. This says to that other audience, oh, this is someone that has great ideas that can really help and is delivering lots of value and that that creates trust. The last one I wanted to talk about is network and collaboration. And I think the really cool thing that we can take out of the last few years is how much people's minds have been opened up by the fact that we have been forced in some circumstances to go online, it's really opened up these doorways for more collaborations and more partnerships and more opportunities to work with other people in order to help a larger group, right? Like that is the coolest thing when I can think of an event that I went to recently where I was actually doing some emceeing for it and it was really cool to see these three other women that i was up there with who collectively we got to bring all of our audiences together and support a room full of business owners and so the opportunities to collaborate to do things online and offline it's so much easier to do that But it it takes trust, right? The other business owners. So not only are we looking for trust from our audience, but we're also looking to create trust with other business owners. Because when you have trust with those other business owners, we have a great network. As some of you will probably know, it's a really, really powerful asset for your business. And for a lot of business owners and creator club, this becomes the foundation of their marketing. Their foundation is not a massive Instagram account. Their foundation is built on strong relationships, key relationships that may be referral partners, but they may simply start out as people that they collaborate with. And that is sometimes the biggest unlock for people, is that they go from feeling like, Have They're having to create all this content and they're having to always be online and doing all of this marketing to then creating an offline community or creating a community of people that could be online as well. Some really key relationships and that actually becomes the driver for their business and their business growth. And then everything else they do around that piggybacks off that. So... We really have a a strong emphasis on building that into your marketing strategy and really helping you with that because we can see how powerful it is and it's just a great foundation for you to have if you're, especially in the early days, but throughout your business. And like I said, the trust factor with this is twofold because number one, it allows you to be exposed to other people's audiences if you collaborate and you network and you also get to meet new people but then the other side of that is that you also create trust with these other business owners that can potentially help you with your business goals so i want you to listen to this and start to think how can i put more pebbles in the trust jar. How can I put more cookies in the trust jar? Cookies is way better, right? We don't really care about pebbles, but we love cookies. This is not something that you implement as a strategy. Building trust, unlike the attention economy, which is a lot of hype and a lot of energy, has been draining a lot of us and draining the life out of us and and making us less enthusiastic about marketing our business. Trust is something that you build over time. We all know that. We all know that from relationships that we've built in our life, that it's not something that happens overnight. It's something that requires some work. So all of these things you can you can work at over time and you will see some amazing results in your business. Sometimes instant results, sometimes it will change your marketing, your particularly your messaging, and you'll see a, an instant change with that.